With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Krusty Cray, hey, 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 pizza is the... Pi- oh, I actually wanted to do bantering off the po... Okay, well, this didn't work out at all. That, is, that, this that is, was my gift for you. That's like seeing like a baby dolphin beached. Just you, on the side, like you, you don't want it to... You just look at it and you say, oh, God, that's sad. And well, just- everybody was so excited about your two-week-ago error where you were just singing and making man sounds into the mic were that they? I wanted to... I wanted to give them something. Yeah, I got like two emails about people who were thrilled with whatever it was that you were doing. Because uh, when I put the wedge in, there's a, it's called a wedge. It's what goes in it's right. It's called a wedge, it's, it's folks. how we can get Johnny Moore's audio in before the show starts. Yeah. There is literally a tenth of a second that the wedge doesn't cover. So normally when I hit the record button, neither of us are speaking. And that, that silence is filled by the wedge. But if you listen to the show two weeks ago, there's a split second when you listen to the podcast of you going like, ah, and then it, it cuts into the audio, and then it's you speaking again. So it was just... I was just stretching. Was Don't perfect. you just... I like to make sounds when I stretch. Like well, I've realized that. that since I've become a father, I have... <laughs> yeah, I make those types of noises, and when I sneeze, it becomes the <laughs> loudest thing on the planet. So it feels good. It, ad- it adds like that. nothing better than just stretching it out, Joe. You yeah. just gotta stretch it out. That's all it is. You gotta get limber, folks. Did y'all do your taxes? Make sure you do your fucking taxes. I gotta do that soon. Yep. Do them taxes. All right. Welcome to Off the Post. This is a once a week show where we answer your questions about the New York Rangers. So there's that. I'm I don't your know host, why Joe. You've, I don't huh? know why they want us to answer the questions. I mean, do we know anything? Well, we know some things. But I like to. Most there, there was a comment. I like uh, someone had a snarky like thing to say where it's like i don't think they actually know anything and i got a couple likes on twitter and i made like a little sad puppy face in in my heart my soft little heart and i told myself you know what i don't pretend to know things i just i think that we all learn when we talk about it joe yeah well who we all learn a little these people they're 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 stupid people like that somebody made a comment that 95 percent of rangers like bloggers and podcasters are the worst people ever so again the the people who (laughs) this is the only thing that i'll say on the subject People who put negativity into the space are often the people who complain about negativity in the space. That's what it comes down to. Mike you know is literally the nicest person in the world. Mike would is to anybody to even insinuate that Mike is part of an issue in any capacity. You, sir, or madam, are a moron. And I know that that's negative, but I don't give a fuck. Mike is perfect. 
I just want to hold your hand and take a long walk with you in the rain and talk to you about what friendship means to me. Just a nice warm, warm rain. Anyway, this is the show where we answer your questions. So let's get started. Fish Jesus, who told me how to say his name. I'm not sure if he's asked a question since then. Um, assuming Zuccarello, Hayes, McQuaid get traded by the deadline, who gets moved this summer or at the draft? That's a fucking Ooh. awesome question. That Fish looking ahead. That we have not talked about. I'll give you two names. You ready for these names? Yeah. Jimmy VC and Vlad Nemestikov. Yeah, those are those are good picks. You know what I just realized, Joe? Like, uh, I forget that what that subreddit is called. Oh, it's Shower Thoughts. Um, like I said, oh, Fish looks ahead, and I was like, I wonder if he used a periscope. But then I said, no, you know what? Fish wouldn't use periscopes, Joe, because they're fish. They're not submarines. But then I thought to myself, whenever you're using a periscope or a telescope, you're always looking ahead because those things are placed in front of your head and you're looking in the distance. You see, like binoculars, you're looking ahead, literally. I thought there was more to that, so. No, it was just, it was just a fun little thing that happened in my brain. I thought I would share it with you. Well, you know, I'm, you talked I'm, about how nice of a person I am and then you just... You just... I'm glad that you did. Well, I was just uh, part of it. I was responding to a, a direct message from Hockey Stat. You, you know Manor. what you did is you, you, you threw like a shitty pair of boxers at me. Okay, you proud of that? You proud of what That's you what just you said? Did. did you answer the question or did you not answer the question? Oh, I think it's a great question. The what happens on deadline day, I mean, what happens on the draft day or in the off season? I'm really, really. It's it's one of those things I keep wondering is what the hell they could get back for Jimmy VC, and like I keep saying to myself, like, would VC bring back more than player X or player Y? And I wrote an article like a month and a half ago about. If nothing else, Jimmy Vc scores goals. And so if you're a team that needs to score goals, like if you're, you know, you're a team like Arizona or something and you, you just can't score goals to save your goddamn life and you know you can get someone like Jimmy Vc, he's got to be worth something to you, right? Like it, you say, all right, well, we'll make our you second. You sell high. Third. Yeah, you'll you'll make our second or third line better. better. And uh, like, and that's a fine, even smart teams, that's a fine thought. Jimmy Vc could be... A twenty-goal scorer, and you need guys like him for the playoffs. Do you think Jesper? I think Jesper might get traded, only because. <sighs> well, hear me out. Hear me out. Number one, he's twenty-seven. He's sneaky old. Uh, sneaky old. You know what I mean? He's sneaky old. Uh, he's he's spooky like, uh, old, as they say. He's, the he's children. Like he's had plastic plastic surgery, kind of old. Where it's like, uh, who's who's a? Yeah, this is becoming quite insulting to Jesper. You know Frost. what? Like Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell is old as shit. Doesn't really look that old all the time. What is happening? I don't know. I just watched uh, The Hateful Eight again on okay. the other night. And I was thinking, you know what? Kurt Russell doesn't look that old. Anyway, yes, we're fast. Joe, he, he's gotten banged up a bunch this season. He does wear a letter. He is like the heart and soul of the team that, you know, everyone talks about Zook and, and Krides and, and Henrik, of course. But like the guy that the players say is the heart and soul of the team is, is little Jesper. But the thing with Jesper Fast is he's 27. He'll be a UFA after next season. He, he's 1.85 million on the cap, so he's nothing, right? But the question for me is like, what would he bring back, if anything? Like, why would teams trade for Jesper Fast? Maybe you feel like almost, you're always selling low with a guy like Jesper Fast. Yeah, right. You're always selling low, and you tell yourself because you don't appreciate brings, his value from the outside. It's very hard to appreciate its value from the outside, just because every team has a Jesper Fast, more or less. 
Um, and last season, 33 points. Holy shit, this season, uh, 18 and 52. Not terrible. But like I said, he's been banged up. And yeah, I don't know. I, again, I just I feel like you're always selling low on him because the the inherent things that you would value about Fast, you have to see him every day to appreciate them. And other teams don't see him every day. Now, is there a team like Toronto who appreciates the underlying numbers and wants to go out there and grab them? Yeah, sure. But again, you're talking about a team yeah. that they understand that oh, we're we're not trading for a 40 goal scorer and. Just feel, sure. look, if the Rangers want to do it because they want to remove some space, that's one thing. Totally fine. You know what? Um, you know, how old is Kurt Russell, do you think? Uh, I don't know. He's just, you take a guess, you son of a bitch. We're trying 52. to 52. 67. Sneaky wow. old. See? See that what I'm talking sneaky. about, people? I, I do see what you're saying. That is sneaky old. So, that's very interesting. All right, let's just go to the next question because we're just insulting people. Panerwin2020. Hey, Joe and Mike, do we think the Rangers will bring Kravtsov over and have him start right away in the NHL after the conclusion of the KHL season? Or will they slide his contract and have him start next year? So, good question. If Kravtsov plays so much as a second of NHL ice time, he loses his entry-level contract. Slide. There is no nine-game tryout for Kravstov. It's because of how old he was. It's going to be because of how old he is when he signs. It's a whole thing. So the only way to get him to North America without losing that slide is to sign him to a professional tryout in Hartford and have him play the rest of the year in the AHL, which is what I think the Rangers are going to do. It's which is not just be brutal for, because it's, Hartford's going to be gutted. It's not just monetary issues like to keep him team controlled for as long as possible but it's also expansion draft michael you don't want to have to protect him for the expansion draft so i don't see him you playing know, Joe, in the nhl business. at all i would be shocked it's Do you a have anything, business decision, anything to add Joe. to this michael it's a business decision business okay that's that's all that's just Mike's. business it's just business straight fucking business it's like ice cube from that movie just business just business. Connor O'Brien. I'm going to talk about as many aging uh, celebrities as I can in the show. No, that's, is, is that Go what? Ahead. Well, you're winning. Um, when can teams you, start interviewing? You can play too if you want. <laughs> when can teams start interviewing slash signing NCAA free agents? Looking at you, is it Heroes? Hirose? I think it's Heroes. I think it's Hirose. Yeah. Is it Hirose? Oh, I got it right. Sort I of. So. On the second one. Yeah. Well. yeah um, so if the player is drafted by an NHL team, you need to wait until the August of their senior year to be able to sign them. But if they're not drafted by an NHL team and they have no draft rights, as soon as the se- their season is over in the NCAA, really, actually, you can sign them whenever, but the minute a, a college player signs an NHL contract, they lose their NCAA eligibility. So Which means they got to leave school. So. Right. So right. if a guy's season ends tomorrow, he could sign tomorrow. I tell you what, I like that Hiroshi kid. You did a story on him, did you not? I did. Thanks for reading it, you son of a bitch. I just, I fucking just said it. Did you read my my survival guide? I did. No, you didn't. I did. Why? Why do you assume I don't? You're one of the few people who makes me laugh through writing. You get me so fucking hot, Joe. Yeah, there you, there you go. And you were just, you bullshitting. Josh Zarkin, we're really going to screw up this rebuild, aren't we? 
Ah, uh, Josh, that's no attitude to have. It, well, it it's sometimes it feels. Josh, that just way. look at the lengthy career of Sir Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> First of all, that man is a goddamn gift, and He's Westworld a treasure, is and a fucking Westworld I couldn't is even shit. Th- I think Anthony Hopkins is 183 years old. <laughs> He's been <laughs> how old is he really? He was old during the you know the what was the movie? Sounds of the Lamps. He's he's got to be in this in his 70s now. He's got to be in his 80s. Are you out of your fucking <laughs> look, mind? Look we it just up. Just said look, Kurt Russell is 67. Look it up right now. I'm right. very curious. I just hear Mike feverishly typing in the background. Anthony Hopkins, 81 years old. Oh, so I'm goddamn close. Yeah, hey, yeah, because I was thinking seventy-seven. My God, fantastic actor! God, he's just so good. You know what? And Anthony Hopkins is good, and maybe this rebuild will be good. Next question. Now, okay. uh, seriously, I understand why there might be some concerns here, but there's you have to understand. Number one, Quinn's first year, you have to take it with a giant, like a block of salt. Uh, you have to say to yourself, he's figuring stuff out. He's figuring these players out. Like, he had a couple, um, you know, head starts with guys like Shaddy and some of the, you know, the Massachusetts area kids, you know, the kids who played against his team. And that's good stuff that he had, you know, a leg up there. He didn't have that with everyone. And I think I went into this season a little, a little curious. I'm trying to find the right word. Like, I was a little skeptical about what would happen with him, particularly with the European players. And I feel like... There's some cause for not concern there, but you have to start saying like, all right, well, uh, it would be nice to see maybe a bigger success story. Uh, But uh, you could point to the fact that, you know, like Vlad went from the doghouse to playing a style that David Quinn apparently embraced. And, you know, he broke a big goal scoring job. But the other thing is Vlad playing in this style, uh, and this is not, you know, it's not directly correlated, but Nemesnikov's trade value, you want to talk about selling low. Uh, it has just been in a free-for-all. Free uh, but the other thing to say about all this is it's it's early still. It's very early. And, like, if, if we look back and say, when did this rebuild start, a lot of people will want to say the step on trade. But really, you could say it started with the Zabanejad trade. Uh, and even that, it hasn't been that long. It's... If you, if you really count the step on trade as, as the first sign that things were really shifting, we're really not that deep into it. It takes time. It's a couple drafts. They've only had like one true rebuild dra- uh, draft that was attached to this rebuild. I'm not that worried yet. I think it's premature to be worried. Are they going to screw it up? I would like to see a couple things Fucking change. Maybe. I, I want to see Hartford change in a significant way, especially next season. If that means someone other than Keith McCambridge, so be it. I want to see... <laughs> I feel like that's the direction we're going in, is it not? No, but yeah, but it, if that's the case, it has to be. What can't happen is we can't have another Ken Jernander situation where an AHL coach is just allowed to squat despite middling to poor results. Uh, and that was the huge problem under Jernander and Hartford. And the other thing I want to say is I want to see the goddamn kids play significant roles like Anthony Hopkins and major motion pictures <laughs> after the trade deadline, Joe. You, there's going to be all these kids out of the way. Put them on center stage. 
next to Sir Anthony. Yeah, he that's, was knighted, that, I should say. That's Sir the, Anthony Hopkins. That's going to be the the real test. Is going to be whether or not there's once the trade deadline occurs, we're going to get a pr- our really first real look at Quinn. Um, I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this name, Matthias Petrunsky. MP. M- yeah, MP. That's a good one. Do you guys see the Rangers keeping both Hayes and Zuccarello? Also, if the Rangers players from 1994 Cup win would play the Hartford Wolfpack today, who would win? <laughs> oh, that's a great. That's actually a really good question. Uh, all right, let's start at the beginning. No, the Rangers are not keeping Hayes or Zuccarello. Are we I in agreement about that? It's more likely they keep Zuccarello if they were to keep one. I don't I think they keep either. I don't think they keep either. Now, if the Rangers from today... i got to be honest with you. I saw those guys at the, the ceremony. Some of those boys could still play. Some of them also have beer bellies. Yeah, but, I, I mean, Fresh Lakes to feed the Wolves. I think Hartford wins that game. They're I, too I fucking Hartford, fast. Are you playing... Hartford well, here's another question, Mike. Are you playing on with today's rules? Yeah. If you're playing with today's rules, the 94 team is going to lose like 40 nothing. Because first of all, they're all in their fifties or sixties. Second of all, <laughs> none of them know how to play today's games. There, there's going to be eighty penalties. For as bad as Hartford would be is, fine. Leach would be fine. Uh, so yeah, Leach would be fine. Messier would probably still be an animal. Graves would be fine. Even Bukaboom. When I was with Bukaboom, he he looked f- cut. Kovalev would be fine, but it's just a different game. And the Rangers had some a lot of tough. But you know what? Sometimes, team. like the older you get, you know, the more talented you get. Like, just look at the career of Jeff Bridges. <laughs> is there? Is that? You, we're gonna get one for every fucking question. I don't know. I'm winning this game four to nothing. Yeah, you are. I'm not. Listen, I'm not gonna. I know nothing about actors. You're lucky. I knew who Anthony Hopkins was. If we're being completely honest, Andrew. And just the first name. If the Rangers' defense remains as it is or gets worse next year, what are the chances the Rangers can snag Leff? So this is the like the next generational prospect next year. Okay. Lafreniere? Is that how you pronounce oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, he's the kid. Um, I don't know. I think it – I don't th- – here's the deal. The Rangers – the defense isn't the issue – the, the defense is going to help you get that pick next year. The forwards are going to be what fucks the Rangers over. And as bad, even if the defense gets worse than it is right now, I don't see the Rangers being a lottery team just because of Lundqvist and the forward group. But, may I mean, the Rangers are damn close to being a lottery team this year. So maybe, but the Rangers are going to be better next year than they are this year, even if it's marginally so. But how much so? That's the real rub here. I just said marginally. All right, that's while you're while you're clicking the loudest mouse of all time. Oh, I'm trying to give an educated response. No, how I know what you you're doing. You're googling celebrity ages so that you have gun bullets in the holster for every no, question. I was looking at who's gonna realistically who's gonna be gone and how much addition there's gonna be by. I think he's lying to me. No, because I'm I'm looking the it's. Yeah, the Rangers would be dopey not to bring back Freddie Clayson, but if they bring back Freddie Clayson, Joe, that, that's we just assume Adam McQuaid's gone, right? So you have Freddie Clayson. That means you have D'Angelo, Pionk, Smith, Shea, Stahl, Shattenkirk. It's the same fucking defense, just without McQuaid. And that therein lies the the problem here is 
I don't think there's a lot of cause for optimism just yet. Unless you can find a way to get rid of Brennan Smith. Which they or, might be doing. Or, or you find a way to trade Shattenkirk. We didn't uh, even talk about Brooks insinuating buying the two of them out on the flagship show. We didn't talk about a lot of things. Take your face. Nick we, C. We also haven't talked about the variety of roles that Guy Pierce has played. Not an old man, but a, a versatile actor. Nick C. Hi, Mike and Joe. I don't appreciate my name being first because I am the show. Of the current roster, which three players do you hope are not on the team next year? Either unrealistic or realistic. Smith has to be one of them, right? I think it would be... I've got nothing against Brandon Smith, the person. I think it would yeah, be... Yeah, we're, we're talking a, straight players here. I think it would be a great thing for him and the Rangers if he ended up elsewhere. I just don't... I think the contract he signed was not a good idea. It proved to be costly. It proved to put a lot of pressure on him that he, at that stage in his life he wasn't ready for. I'm not trying to you know read too much in from the outside looking in here, but if the Brendan Smith contract wasn't on the books here, Joe, I think the defense would be a little more, a little easier to stomach than it is right now because you'd have less of a logjam and, and all of that. The other player who just I just wish wasn't here, that's kind of tough to say. Um, it all depends on if they just kind of, we lose them for nothing or if, if we get something for Well, them. yeah, and that's the other thing. The Rangers don't have a ton of, like, locked up talent moving forward. Yeah, yeah. So here's, what I'll, here's how I'll answer that question. Brendan Smith, okay? Okay. Going to throw a curveball at you here. Curveball. Oh, never mind. I'm not going to throw the curveball. I thought Ryan Strom was a an RFA this year. He's not. He's an not RFA next next year. Next year so yeah, he was, he, he was going to be my curveball. Not because I don't like him, but he's not going to be worth whatever contract he signed. And to Mike's, like Mark Stahl, I guess would be the next one. Yeah, to me, it, get it's, him out. It's got to be Stahl. It's but those are unrealistic. So yeah, um, just like uh, beyond that, it, it's it's tough. It's it's a. Uh, it's a tough world we live in. Muffin Man. The Muffin, Muffin Man. Man. Long term, do you see Lundqvist taking over the reins of Benoit Allaire and refining the skills of our future goalie talent pool? Um, Allaire is going to have that job until he doesn't want it anymore. And there's a huge difference in being a goalie and teaching others to be a goalie. But Lundqvist is so fucking technical that I could see him being a Benoit Allaire if he wanted to be. I can see him playing guitar in Sweden. Yeah, he's going to go be a prince and do something stupid. Something but you know, sometimes, Joe, like, you look at the career of, like, John Lithgow, and you, you watch Third Rock from the Sun, and you say, he's already an older man. How many more roles could possibly exist for this guy? But then he famously says Muffin Man in the movie Shrek uh, as Farquaad, and then later on he stars in multiple features, including the first Planet of the Apes movie. So you know what? There's always a second chapter and a third chapter to our lives, I guess is what I'm saying. John Lithgow. Okay. <laughs> chill term. Excited for Krofstoff. Ne- oh, he's correcting the way we say it. It's Krotsov, he's saying. Which is bizarre because the T... Well, whatever. Krotsov? Next season... But I'm worried he'll get similar treatment to Buchnevich. What are your expectations for him next year, i.e. point totals, whether he'll start in Hartford where he fits into the lineup? I think he'll be in the NHL because he's playing against men right now. I think he'll be in the top six, at least at the beginning. 
just because of what he's been. But like all players of his ilk, you like that? You like what I just did there? That terminology that I just threw into your your mouth and your ear? Um, It it would be surprising. 40 points would be a huge win for him next year. Oh, that would be... Huge win, just like with Hedl this year. It's a huge win next year. He's got 21 points in the the KHL in 48 games. On, like, the worst team of all time, though. Yeah, Tractor is very bad. They're pretty Um, bad. uh, Like, I... I understand this question. To me, I'm in no rush for him to get here until it's the right time for him. And from the outside looking in, I don't know when that right time is. I understand the contract situation. I get all that. I have no problem with him seasoning and, and kind of learning and adapting to the North American game, which is a factor that we so often overlook, is that you know everyone says, oh, it's just the same game, but a lot of things change, especially in what your responsibilities are away from the puck and what happens in the offensive zone, how much space you have to work around and through the defense. It's Those are all important factors. Um, what? How excited are we? We're... We have to be super excited. I mean, this kid is all upside. He's the complete package in terms of all those things we look for for a scoring winger. And good God, does this team need a young scoring winger to develop and become that special player? I just want him here. I want him to stay healthy, and I want people to be patient with him because I feel like people exhibited zero patience with Elias Anderson. Uh, A lot of that lack of patience has proven to be more reasonable than it looked like maybe 10 months ago but you know what let let him let him grow <laughs> let you know let let him let him stay on the stove for a while he's 19 he's going to be 20 next december or this upcoming december i i'm not worried about what's going to happen i just want him to to grow and be beautiful beautiful boy you're such a you're such a nice you're a nice boy michael you care about people that's what you do you're a caring person Anthony Del Giante. Oh, that's a good name. It is a great name. With it becoming a buyer's market, what is the lowest return you would accept for our unrestricted free agents? Is there a floor, or do we just take whatever we can get? It's a good question. Second I mean, and a great prospect is my lowest. Yeah, for, for who? Both? Either or. Hayes like, and Zuccarello. McQuaid, I'll take. You want to give me a seventh round pick? Okay, here you go. No, I want the fourth back. Yeah, you God want. Are you really going to keep him on the team and not take a seventh round pick? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, oh, animal. I'll tell you what, if the seventh round picks in twenty twenty and we can get another pick in that in that round that year, I'll take that. I don't want no seventh you know round what, in twenty nineteen. You're you're a goddamn animal. That's what you're, you are. I you take back what I said before. You're an animal. No, I'm taking it back. You're an animal. An animal. Next question. Kevin Russo, this is one of two questions. What is your favorite, most obscure food combination? For me it's a grilled cheese and a kosher dill pickle. One bite of grilled cheese chased by one pickle heaven um there's a diner we go to all the time and a delicious dill pickle is their side of any sandwich and when i get a grilled cheese i love eating that pickle after the grilled cheese yeah i'll put pickles on anything literally anything on your baby's forehead um my i guess i would on the on the graves of your forefathers oh see here we go now now we come back again to the forefathers' graves. We always do in the end. Uh, <laughs> when I take a when I I don't drink soda anymore because I think I'm better than everyone else. But when 
I used to drink soda. I would and I would spend summers at the shore. And I would be if you're in the ocean for like an hour, and if you have the luxury of an outdoor shower, Joe, at the beach, which is it's it's a rare and beautiful thing to shower in like the outhouse version of a shower. And when you crack open a, a soda, a cold soda, when you have like all that that salt and seawater in your mouth, it's goddamn delectable. I'm. It's the only real thing I miss about uh, Pepsi and soda. It was it was sweet as sin. We sell a television station in Birmingham. Who was the general manager of the station? Was like a ninety year old man, and he told me that a big thing in the South was peanuts in Coke. He said the salt of the peanuts and the Coke just made it amazing. Peanuts. Peanuts. Salted peanuts in Coke. Or, as they say in the South, they call them goobers, Joe. uh, This is just taking a turn. A goober. Kevin Russo's first question. Thoughts on the Hurricanes post-win celebrations? I recently moved to Raleigh, and compared to MSG, PNC Arena is a fun, family-friendly atmosphere. (laughs) And I have no problem supporting the local team, but I'll be at the game Tuesday in Rangers Blue. That's a fantastic. So what you're saying is there's a limited chance that you get blood on you. Yeah, just a limited chance that some guy in the bathroom, while peeing, assaults you for wearing another team's jersey. Uh, I think it's awesome. Fuck, like, Don Sherry and all that bullshit. Go, just go away. Really? They're putting fans in the seats. This old school hockey mentality has to die. It has to. This is a new hockey market that's selling the game, and they're not going to fit your old school standards. Why they're is not going to conform to your standards? No, they're, yeah, they're, they're trying yeah. new things, Jeff. Okay, I'm totally fine with it. Phil, our Phil, who should oh, be the New York Ranger target that no one is talking about? Nick Patan from uh, Winnipeg, or Jesse Pujarvi? Pujarvi? It's unfortunate that uh, that Elite Prospects has become premium to listen to how you say things' names because I don't know how to say anybody's name for anything. But yeah, those would no, be the two guys. No, you can just register. It's free to register. Oh, is it's it? Gonna, oh, yeah. Wow, look at that. You it's, still get the you still get to click on the little doodle. Threw me off. You know who is? Uh, it's Connor McDavid. No one's tied him to the Rangers. No, you're right, and that's somebody that you should actually. I mean, the Rangers. I don't know if I. It depends. I don't know what I would give up for Mister McDavid. Probably a seventh-round pick. I think that's fine. Uh, Tom, which defenseman would you target if you were Jeff Gordon to build the defense around? Well, Darren Radish, obviously. You start with Darren Radish, then you move to some other crops. Yep, you go go down. I, I don't think there's a defenseman right now that fixes anything for the Rangers. But if you had to pick one, Truba, Jacob Truba. Truba was what came to mind for me, but I feel like that's cheating because he's been connected to the Rangers. Forever. Yeah, but it doesn't doesn't matter. Um doesn't I matter think, at all. I think you could buy low on Dougie Hamilton right now. I just don't think it's the right time. Unless you can tell Carolina like, "Hey, you want Shattenkirk?" cuz But what are you getting Hamilton? Yeah, unless it's that type of a swap, why are you yeah. bringing him in? Well, that's that's what I just said. I was, I was trying to think of other uh, NHL players that have last names that are vegetables. To be Here we go. Them. This has just continued nonsense. M. Delessian, 22. M. Delessian. Do you think there's any chance the Rangers sign Marner to an offer sheet this summer? Nope. Uh, I think they'll try if he's a free agent. I certainly think they'll have a discussion. But I think what happens is someone will offer sheet the kid. 
an offer sheet is probably going to happen this this off season. But Toronto and you know they've already said bring it on. Let, go ahead and try because even if it screws them, they're going to say we'll just we'll we'll just be the next Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll settle for winning, winning that many cups because they put themselves in this position when they gave Tavares the Tavares contract. And I don't think they regret it because they're going to have an amazing group of guys to build around. Um, what what's going to stop them? I mean, like they'll take the the, the L, like right? They'll they'll take the big loss if they have to in terms of what happens with their cap space. It's because no matter what you get in terms of the you know the compensation, which would be multiple years of first round picks, you have to say, well, how many of those people are going to be Mitch Marner? It's mm, a good point. Plus, you're gonna have to pay the compensation fee, and there's there's a lot said, of reasons why it doesn't. I happen. say someone should do it because for the same reason. How many times do you have an opportunity to sign? Right to get a player of like when do you get a 22 year old superstar? How often does that happen? How often does that goddamn happen? Dion NY Rangers predict what you think will be the most disappoint or sorry. Yeah, predict what you think you will be the most disappointed with the day after the trade deadline and most happy with. I can't read. so I'll be the most disappointed with how we treat each other as people. <laughs> oh, I know you're not kidding, but <laughs> that's, that's an amazing answer. Um, Why is everyone so mean to each other all the time, uh, Because Joe? this fight, the, again, the, like I said on the other show, or maybe I said it this show, I don't remember. I don't remember the, anything. The anymore. people who put negativity into the world are the people who complain about negativity. I don't remember what book it was. There was a book series my aunt gave me when I was a kid where the world is split into, like, steel and magic. So you could either use steel or magic, obviously. And the the hero well, of duh, the book, magic. The hero Why of the would book, you use steel? Well, no, you're born with the ability. Um, the oh. hero of the book connects the two, so he's like the leader of the two, and he binds them together against like this dark world. And once he becomes a leader, he warns some guy that beware the shadow you chase is not the shadow you cast. And that's always stuck oh. with me. Like one of my favorite book quotes of all time. Just It's such a good statement. And 99% of the people who publicly complain about other people and all of that nonsense, just unprovoked, all this negativity, beware that the shadow you chase is not the shadow you cast. You know, one of my favorite quotes is, there are things in here that don't react well to, to bullets. Now, Sean Connery, another aging actor. You're just bringing everything full circle now, aren't you? Did we answer that question? No, I don't remember anything. Neither do I. Now I've lost it. What was the question? You lost well, the question. Yeah, I did. Well, just hang on a minute. I'll find it. I was so engrossed in that. Uh, well, I really like that quote, though. I wanna... It's a great quote, isn't it? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, what you'll be most disappointed with and what you'll be most happy with, I guess I'll agree with Mike. I'm, I'll be most disappointed in the way that we treat each other. I think I'm going to be most happy with the Hayes return. That's what I'm That's what I'm sticking with. I feel like it's, it is almost impossible for... The Garden Faithful for Rangers fans as a whole to be content with what we get back for Matt Zuccarello. Yeah, it's going to be tough. We, you can't help, and I, I consider myself to be a, a very reasonably objective Rangers uh, journalist and fan. Like I, I separate fandom from 
from being objective and like, you know, do I root for the team? Yes. Do I think more about good stories for the team? Yes. But here's the bottom line is even while I try to not be wrapped up in being like a super fan, you can't not fall in love with Matt Zuccarello if you follow this team. He's this, he's everything you love about hockey. He's, he doesn't give a shit how tall you are. He'll get in your face. He's amazingly talented. He makes plays that some of the best players in the league don't think of making. Like these passes that he'll, he'll do every once in a while. You're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Should be in an adult movie theater. It's just so good. There's no, there's no package that comes back that's going to feel good because the losing Zuccarello is going to hurt so much. So I feel like that is almost like a foregone conclusion that it's going to hurt. Um, what I'm, I feel like, the, like I already said, the Hayes return is going to be the best thing. Um, I think it, the big thing for me is I just don't want to see the Rangers bring back, quote-unquote, the wrong type of prospects. I want them to get guys who clearly have upside, who can clearly contribute. Um, like, I'm not saying that, you know, uh, Brett Howden isn't that, but I want them to go for guys that teams, like, the best guys they can get, and maybe maybe we see uh, some like uh, some better stories than what we saw with Libor Hayek, Joe. I don't know. I just want good, I want good news. I want them to make shrewd trades. I just don't know what they look like yet because it's very hard to tell what the market is. Mm, it's a terrifying time. There's lots of reasons to be optimistic, like we talked about on the flagship show, just about the market kind of solidifying itself around Hayes. But Zuccarello is going to have value no matter what because he's just the type of player that fits anywhere. He's like Clay, like Mike said, watching him is basically porn. Was that your point, that Zuccarello's porn? Well, um, it's, it's porn for the heart, Joe. Porn, porn for the heart and the mind and the eyes. Um and it, those things are going to kind of fall into place. What Mike is concerned about and what I'm concerned about is I think it's very fair to say that the Rangers prioritized character over upside mm. in their returns last Yet year. Yet they traded for Tony D'Angelo. Yeah, right. Lindgren, Hayek, Howden, they're character guys. And Howden has at the very upper reaches, if everything goes right, 1C potential, the low-end 1C. Um, Hayek, we hoped, had first-pairing defensive potential. That's obviously not as optimistic now. But you have to go for upside, even if there's red flags. I would much rather the Rangers take swings on players who either become a high-end NHL talent or they don't get in the NHL at all at this point. I have no issues with those type of red flag dealings. And that's what I, I feel like those are the types of guys that may be available anyway from teams that have those types of concerns, whatever it is. But Hayes deserves that type of return. But you're not going to keep pushing this rebuild forward and taking another step when you're dealing with guys who are middling players. The Rangers have plenty of them. More than enough. More than enough. You need guys that kind of... Push the envelope. You need these guys to move the needle, Joe. You need to move, move the needle. needle. Got to move that needle. Well, that's it for our questions, Michael. Okay, not too many this week, but we still uh, still stretch it out. We, uh, yeah, there's a couple of questions that asked some things that we've 
covered already, like landing spots for Zuccarello and Hayes, so I kind of skipped over those. Um, But yes, if you want to get your questions in, get your questions in. Um, Again, I'm putting the call out to all of you. If you are patron subscribers, please leave your address if you have not already so we can send you some swag. Mike is actually leaving his DNA on every envelope that he sends you. That's true. I had to lick a bunch of uh, envelopes at the the post office. Talking about porn and... This is what it comes down to. I mean, I suppose you could just, you know, take a damp towel and just rub it on the envelope, dear. You could do that. You could do that. I thought you were talking about the porn for a minute. Uh, Thank you all for listening. Now to the soothing. Now I keep saying that. Thank you, Johnny Moore, for the music.